Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, I think we would all agree that life is a series of negotiations. Don't you wish sometimes you had a professional negotiator on your team? You'll meet one next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I'm a self-confessed horrible negotiator. <laughs> I hate going into the shop uh, because they'll sell me anything that uh, I, I may or may not need. I hate going to negotiate a car deal because I'm sure I'm paying top dollar instead of uh, a more reasonable price. And that's why I wish I had my next guest with me on some of these uh, life events. Chase Mattaggart is uh, the founder of Quiet Man Negotiations. Yep. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, you told me before the show that you used to be a horrible negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> I'll expound on that. Yeah, please. Uh, I was I was absolutely terrible. So um, I ran a small manufacturing company, worked in and ran a small manufacturing company for a number of years. Uh, and for about a decade there, I was negotiating at some heavy hitters in the industries of uh, metals and mining, chemical industries, uh, aerospace. And uh, in doing that, I came to find very, very quickly that I was quite bad for a number of years. <laughs> so <laughs> I stepped out and I trained under some of the best negotiators in the world and under some of the best systems in the world. Um, and now I teach and train people, um, consult on uh, business negotiations specifically. I don't generally teach used car sales or uh, mortgage stuff. <laughs> and uh, people who are feeling uh, emotionally manipulated, they feel like they're being taken advantage of, they feel uh, like they don't have control over their business and I help them and help them do that. Sure. Well, we all talk about a win-win. Are there ways that everybody leaves feeling like they got what they wanted? Yeah, sure. And it's not going to happen all the time, right? Uh, under no circumstances is going to happen all the time. I don't make any guarantees in my business uh, because that would be foolish. <laughs> um, but people absolutely can get uh, what's called a win-win. Uh, that word, by the way, is frequently used to beat people about the head and shoulders in order to garner a concession uh, from the opposing party. But yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about um, your clients because you went out on your own how many months ago? Oh, nine, ten months. Nine, ten yeah. months ago. And what's been your experience so far? Uh, I've enjoyed the heck out of it, Jeff. I really have. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. And um, but my experience with clients in particular, we talked about this a little bit before the show, is that uh, the vast majority of my clients are women. A hundred percent of my clients right now actually are uh, are women. And uh, there's a bunch of reasons for it. it. It seems that women are more likely to ask for help. Who knew, right? That old uh, ask for directions right. uh, image <laughs> pops into head. Um, but women are much more likely to ask for help and to get training um, than men are. Men seem to think that there's a, a gene that they possess that uh, allows them to negotiate uh, very, very well. And you said before the show that women care more about relationships than guys do. So a guy might be a little bit more cutthroat than a woman might be? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
a guy will typically, if you, uh, and based on one scientific study in particular that I'm thinking of, um, if you give a, a man $100 and you say, here, cut this between you and an unknown party, and they, the other party doesn't get the chance to, uh, to rebut any of that, um, they will generally cut it much more their way, uh, the man will. The, the women, on the other hand, generally wind up cutting it much, much, much closer to 50-50. Um, the study cites them as being much more egalitarian, but it, it also points to a, a concern with relationship uh, much more than men. All right, give me one of your favorite success stories so far. All right, so favorite success story. Um, I, <laughs> I have a client who uh, went and he was negotiating a contract and um, lawyers and I have a tendency to, to bump heads a little bit over strategy, over uh, thoughts about how to proceed in the negotiation, that kind of thing. And uh, my client went and consulted with the lawyer, as he should, because this was a legal concern that he was talking about. And the lawyer came back and said, hey, you really need to uh, go ahead and compromise on this. You know, this seems like a, a fair deal. Um, and you really ought to, to compromise on this and, and uh, move forward with this. We were about a month and a half in at that point of this negotiation. So he came back to me and said, hey, uh, my attorney is telling me to do this. And uh, I said, I disagree. I don't think that's the best business strategy. It's your business. You get to choose and I'll support you and work with you any way that you want. This is what I would do. And so I helped him through that. He took my advice. Um, about seven months later, we got uh, just under seven times what we would have gotten if we had settled at that month and a half. That's, that's amazing. And I find that, you know, uh, sometimes the business owner or whoever's doing the negotiating is too close to the deal. So bringing in an, uh, an outsider who their only objective is to serve their client yeah. can really turn into, uh, as you said, you know, 7x on, on yeah. the, the, whatever they're spending with you. Um, we've got some video from our, our library of just negotiations and, and, and deals being struck. Let's talk about a, an age-old adage is the person who cares the most loses. Is that true? Like, is the person who's able to walk away from the table the winner? So it, it definitely helps um, to have the ability to do that, to not be uh, needy or absorbed in the agreement, allows you the ability to, uh, to pull away and to make that, hey, I'm not interested in doing this. The person who cares the most is another way of saying needy, in my opinion. Um, but what you can do is, is get a little bit dispassionate about that. You can step back. Uh, don't ever make a decision in the, in the meeting itself. <laughs> don't ever agree to a price in the meeting itself. Uh, you can step back. It's turn-based strategy. It's not a real-time fight. Sure. Yeah. Would you say that people in other countries are sometimes better negotiators than people in America? Because <laughs> you go to some countries and you say, hey, I would like to, I'd like to buy that watch, and they're instantly negotiating with you, right? And, and here, here you go into the store and the price is the price. Yeah, 100%. So the, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I actually have a story about that if it's all sure, right. Sure, please. Share. Yeah. Uh, I have a client who was working uh, with a, a counterparty in Mexico, and it's very different in Mexico. The, the Hispanic culture is very, very different on how they do this. Um, they build relational capital, whether it's intentional or not, as a, a forms of manipulation, um, or it's playground playbook is what I call, where it's uh, something you learned on the playground with your uh, peers or sure. uh, parents or someone along those lines, and that you've been using for forever and honing. Um, anyway, she was negotiating with a counterparty in uh, Mexico, and this counterparty um, said, oh my gosh, whenever you get done, you're going to have to come down to my place. And, uh, you know, once this deal is done and we're going to have to have a rose con pollo and we're going to have to, you know, do all these things together. And what she was intimating there, Jeff, was that the relationship was much more valuable than it actually was. These people had just met. 
And so she was intimating that, that the relational uh, component was much, much higher. Now, for my client, what that did was it forced her to confront a grief state, a higher grief state at the potential loss of this agreement than she would have had if they were just acquaintances. So now she not only has to be concerned about uh, turning down you know, the price reduction that this party wants, um, she has to be concerned about losing the deal. And then she has to be concerned about this new inflated grief state related to the relational capital she had. Sure. I was told that in the car business, uh, there are like four different ways they can get you. <laughs> they can negotiate you on the price of the car. They can negotiate with you on the trade-in. They can negotiate with you on the warranty yeah. or the extras, right? So I had a, a guy, a veteran of the car industry say, hey, we're going to get you in one of the quadrants. So what's the secret to going into uh, uh, negotiations in a car dealership? <laughs> there's a couple of them. Um, yeah, there's a couple of them. One is don't bring anybody else with you. Just flat out. Uh, generally speaking, if you're well vetted, uh, and I suggest that's the other one is do your homework, prep in advance, uh, deal with the emotional stuff in advance. Don't get settled on one car. Uh, and if you are, preferably don't be in a position, don't make yourself in a position where you have to purchase that car in particular, right? Look at comparables, get all the information that you need, and then don't bring anyone else with you. That allows multiple manipulation points uh, that they can work on. So maybe I am just stone cold negotiator and no thanks, I'm not interested in that. That's totally okay. Uh, if that's not something you're willing to do, feel free to tell me that, right? Maybe I'm that guy. But my wife, on the other hand, is all giddy and excited <laughs> that uh, this is the car and this is the color and oh my gosh, it's got leather, you know? And uh, so don't bring people with you. Well, I remember my mother-in-law did, did a, did a uh, you know, a strategy one time where she would bring in a check and the check was already made out to the dealership, <laughs> but it was 10% less than the, you know, the asking price of the car. Yeah. And she was ready to walk, say, oh, hey, you don't want this check? I'll find somebody who wants it. Yeah. Uh, all right, does this stuff work with uh, getting out of a speeding ticket? <laughs> Have you ever gotten out of a speeding ticket? Uh, yes, but not through negotiation. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just general discussion and they were being nice. Um, it could. I mean, negotiations everywhere. That's one of the single biggest points, right, is negotiations everywhere. People say, hey, you're a, a sales consultant because you, you consult on sales. You teach people how to negotiate. I don't teach prospecting, right? I don't teach marketing. Those are things I don't teach. Um, I teach people how to negotiate. Yes, sometimes that pans over uh, and umbrellas across sales uh, very, very frequently, but also sales consultants aren't helping on legal negotiations. They're not helping on uh, helping you do purchasing agreements, those kinds of things. So it's it's a different. Awesome. You're, you're amazing, Rick. I could listen to you all day. We're going to end with his website, which is quietmannegotiations.com. The great Chase McTaggart. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.